Hello, and welcome back to Illiterate! We've, We've got, got a bad, bad case of, of the, the books. books! Today, we will be discussing the comparison between Ready Player One and Ender's Game. And guess what? Today, we have a special guest! That's Please me. give a round of applause for Katie Saunders! Woo! Yay, I exist! And we did not script this episode, so this is not going to be very good. Woo! Yay! Alright, well, buckle up! Okay, so first off, I have not read Ender's Game, so we're going to let Katie explain that. So, go! In the future, humanity, having begun to explore the universe and master interplanetary spaceflight, encounters an alien race called the Formix, commonly referred to in the series as the Buggers. The discovery of a bugger base in the asteroid Eros leads to war between the species that humans narrowly win, resulting in the discovery of ancient advanced alien technology, including gravity manipulation. Uh, in preparation for another bugger invasion, the International Fleet, or IF, is established on Earth, which creates a battle school in Earth's orbit to develop gifted children into commanders capable of defeating the buggers in the next war. The protagonist of the series, Andrew Ender, as he calls himself, Wigan, is born a third, a rare exception to Earth's two-child policy allowed by the government due to promise shown by his two older siblings. The eldest, Peter, is a highly intelligent sociopath who's sadistically bullies Ender, while his sister Valentine is more sympathetic towards him. The IF remove Ender's monitoring device at six years old, seemingly ending his chances of battle school, and he gets teased by a fellow student, Stilson. Ender beats up Stilson before the fight is broken up, unknowing to Enver, Stilson dies from his injuries. While explaining his actions to IF command Colonel Graf, Ender states his belief that by showing superiority now, he has prevented future struggle. Graf, on hearing this, offers Ender a place at battle school. Graf and the other leaders of the school covertly work to isolate Ender from his fellow recruits and prevent him from growing too comfortable in his environment. The cadets participate in competitive war simulations in zero gravity, where Ender quickly masters the game and dominates his opponents. The school continually... Lee tries to break Ender down, first promoting him to command a new army composed of raw recruits, then pitting him against multiple armies at once. But Ender's success continues. Ender's jealous ex-commander, Bonzo Madrid, draws him into a fight outside the simulation, and Ender, once again seeking to preemptively stop all future conflicts with Bonzo, unintentionally kills him. On Earth, Peter Wigan uses a global communication system to post political essays under the pseudonym of Locke hoping to establish himself as a respected orator and thence a powerful politician. Valentine, despite not trusting Peter, agrees to publish alongside him as Demosthenes. Their essays are soon taken seriously by the government. Though Graf is told their true identities, he recommends that it be kept a secret because their writings are politically useful. Ender, now 10, is promoted to command school in Eros after a brief respite on Earth. After some pre- preliminary battles in the simulator, he's introduced to a former war hero, Mazer Rackham. From now on, Ender participates in simulations created and controlled by Mazer. As the skirmishes become harder, he's joined from, by some of his friends from battle school as sub-commanders. Despite this, Ender becomes depressed by the battles, his isolation, and by the way Mazer treats him. 
When he told he is facing his final test, Ender finds his fleet far outnumbered by the buggers surrounding their queen's homeland. Hoping to earn himself expulsion from the school for his ruthlessness, he sacrifices his entire fleet to fire a molecular detachment device at the buggers' homeworld. The device destroys the planet and the surrounding bugger fleet. Major informs Ender that the simulations he had been fighting were real battles, directing human spacecraft against bugger fleets via an ansible, and that Ender had won the war. Ender becomes more depressed on learning this, realizing he has committed basically genocide. When he recovers, he learns that at the end of the bugger war, Earth's powers forgot fought among themselves. He stayed on Eros as his friends returned home, and colonists ventured to other worlds, using Eros as a way station. Among the first colonists is Valentine, who apologizes to Ender that he can never truly return to Earth, where he would be exploited by Peter and other politicians to fulfill their own purposes. Instead, Ender joins the colony program to populate one of the bugger's former worlds. There he discovers the dormant egg of a bugger queen, who reveals to that the buggers had initially assumed humans were a non-sentient race, for they were of collective consciousness, but re realized their mistake too late and request that Ender take their egg to a new planet to colonize. Ender takes the egg and, with the information from the queen, writes the hive queen under the Elias Speaker of the Dead. Peter, now a leader of Earth and 77 with a failing heart, recognizes Ender as the author of the hive queen and requests Ender to write a book about him, which Ender entitles The Hegemon. Their combined works create a new type of funeral in which a speaker for the dead tells the whole and unapologetic story of the deceased, adopted by many on Earth and its colonies. In the end, Ender and Valentine board a series of near-light-speed star starships and visit many worlds looking for a safe place to establish the unborn Hive Queen. Thanks, Katie, for that lovely, very short summary. It was real short, wasn't it, right? I appreciate it. No, you don't. So hopefully you got the gist of that book. I definitely didn't. So it's time to compare them. Yay! So, okay, the first thing we're going to talk about is, like, characters. So um, what I noticed is that Ready Player One, it's in first person. Like, because it talks about um, Wade is always just like, and I did this, and I did blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and Ender's Game is told from third person. So it's like, Ender did this, Valentine did that. It just doesn't speak from a specific perspective. Yeah, but you still sometimes know what all the characters are thinking. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's definitely um, not like a comparison. It's a contrast, I guess. Um, another, like, example of a contrasting um, point is that what I've noticed is, um, I don't know if Ender's Game has this, but um, Ready Player One has, like, a love interest. because nope. Wade likes... Ender's Game has no love interest. Ah, well, Wade, because Wade has um, Artemis, so Ender's Game doesn't have anybody. No, but then again, you have to remember that for the most part of this book, the character Ender is under, like, 12. Oh. So that that's a difference. <laughs> um. So then, kind of, like, in Ready Player One, he kind of disconnects with humanity for a long period of time because he is, like, Obsessed. Artemis is not in love with me, and I'm so sad. Blah, so blah, I'm blah. just going to play on Oasis in my dark room and not have any hair. <laughs> yes. In Ender's Game, basically the same thing happens, except it was kind of forced on Ender because the IF was like, we need you to be the best commander ever, and we need this to happen no matter what, so we're going to make your life miserable. Honestly, kind of. So they're like, here, you have all this responsibility, and you have to train all these people, and none of them really see you as a friend. Here you go. 
So they all kind of have this isolation point of view when like in the middle where they're like having this struggles and like their responsibilities are kind of failing them and they're well, just for you it's in the middle for me it's the entire time oh yeah. well either way they kind of sulk they're that's the end that <laughs> speaking of games in um so like in ready player one the entire thing he's doing is basically a game like he, they call it a hunt but it, it's a game for you and whatever money. you're basic basically they're spending their entire life looking for a bunch of money in a video game yeah. In Ender's he's Game, just, basically, he spends the entire time in a book playing a game that he playing a game that uh, spoilers doesn't turns out to not be a game to win a war. Yep. Which so basically, know that, I guess. the story, the the wrong story you get from this is that games are more important than real life. They aren't. Um. <laughs> and so then, basically, then also they kind of have adults and people in power as like don't bad. trust them. <laughs> like in both. Um, like in ready in like normal, I get normal life. It's like you know whatever. Trust people, trust especially adults really. But like <laughs> in um Ready Player One, they have the IOI because they have the Gunters or sorry not the Gunters, the Sixers who are like the antagonists of the whole book because they're just they're taking advantage of their power. Yeah, and you know they try to blow up Ender's. Um, Wade, Wade. Wade. <laughs> yeah, and in Ender's Game, they have they have the IF, which is basically manipulating everyone behind the scenes to do what they want. Yeah, so, you know. And they're, like, people in power often abuse their powers, kind of. And they lie. Theme. They lie a lot. Yes. Um, and then another thing is, like, in the stages of the game, like, Ready Player One has the copper key, and then it has the hmm, some jade key, and then it has the silver crystal, crystal key. Crystal key. How does she know? She's only read the book <laughs> once. Yeah, I read um, the book once. And then they have, like, the gates, like, first gate, second gate, third gate. And then um, in, in the Ender's Game... They have, like, you know, the battle... You probably don't know. But they have the battle room, which is in battle school, where they learn, like, military tactics and strategy. And the mind game, which also helps them, which is, like, a game they can play in free time that helps monitor their mental stability. And then they, like, Ender levels up from the battle room and the mind game and has to go to command school, where they have their simulations, which are pretty much a game, a 3D game. Yeah, and they're, like, different stages, basically. Yeah, and it gets harder and harder, like, stages. Yeah. So then, um, going back to, like, the people who abuse their Don't authority. trust people in power. Yes. Um, the government, it's, like, it's a lot of government, um... Monitoring. Yeah. And, like, overbearing authority. Like, they We know where you live, and you're gonna... We're gonna blow up your house. Yeah. I mean, I'm You gonna have to do what we say, or we're gonna, yet, like, but... do this to you. There's a lot of blackmail in Ender's Game. Yeah. And there <laughs> is in, um, definitely in Ready Player One, too. Um, and then, like, in, um, both, they have, like, fake identities. So, like, Wade, at one point, when he goes into the depression stage, he gets a fake identity so he can be arrested. So then, um, for a period of time, he's Bryce Lynch, or, you know, every, you know, people think he is himself when he gets arrested. And then eventually he deletes that off the dark web, you know, he's yeah. fancy. And Peter and Valentine get fake identity is sort of the same for the same reason so they can infiltrate the government except they did it for the purpose of kind of like taking over the government how old were these kids uh peter was like valentine was like i think 10 and peter was 12 so you know naturally 10 and 12 year olds love getting fake ids it's super fun they can go get <laughs> alcohol and everything no, um, don't, no, don't. No. <laughs> they don't do that. They just manipulate the government, you know, and Peter starts a bunch of wars. And then um, Not the another th issue is kind of like overpopulation. Like in issue. Ready Player One, they have um, like stacks. Um, that's what they call them. So like 
people are living in multi trailers on top of trailers on top of more trailers and yeah it's yeah it's not good yeah and in ender's game they have a lot of poverty and they have the two child law where basically unless you get permission from the government or the government's like you have to have another child you can only have two children max yeah um and then kind of as we've already discussed though there are a lot of mental breakdowns (laughs) Um, and then we have a curse word in this bullet point. So no, no, Lauren, we won't be don't saying that out loud. Um, but basically, um, what's his name? Wade just is like, oh, Artemis doesn't like me. Oh, yeah. Supposed to Ender, who's like, oh no, I'm beating people up like Peter. I don't want to be like my older brother. And then later on in the book, it's like, oh my god, I committed genocide of an entire species. That that's bad. Now I need to go hide in my room and not talk to anyone for like a week. <laughs> um, and then we have this in all caps as so many history references, but I did not expect you to say that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I guess the thing about, um, like the history references in Ready Player One is more like they have a lot of flashbacks to Holiday's death and stuff to explain how the entire hunt works. Lots of 80s and 90s stuff. Yeah, and because he loved the 80s so much, it's like, well, and here's this movie from the 80s, like Lady Hawk or whatever the heck Yeah, and I mean, Ender's Game also has a lot of history references, but it's a lot more military. Like, they talk about Napoleon and Caesar, and the whole thing is kind of this Cold War metaphor. So that's pretty cool. Everything's history. And then, um, what we've kind of both found as a common central um, <laughs> this is idea really stupid. is that they team up with their BFFs to defeat the sorry defeat the big bad. You need to so, stop reading. In bullet other bullet. words, like Wade teams up with H and Artemis and uh, Dato or Shodo or whichever one's still alive, and they like Dato, defeat the IOI. Yeah, the IOI. Like, yeah, and because they're all like, oh my god. Yeah, gosh, and in Ender's game, the IF brings him for the simulations. He has. You know, Petra, Tom, um, other people. <laughs> uh-huh. And then um, once they kind of figure Bean. out that they're famous, they're all like, I'm famous. This is bad. I need to hide in my house or my planet or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of goes, well, time to go live in my house like a hermit. And Ender just kind of goes, well, I can never return to Earth. Thanks, Valentine. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, politicians that I really don't like. Let's go hide in a planet that's like 50 light years away from Earth. Wow. Imagine living 50 light years away where there's no Wi-Fi. Be pretty sad. <laughs> you can't make a no, podcast they're, they're, they're that pr- way. There pretty much is. Um, so, it's weird. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the end. We're good at this, right? <laughs> We're so good. So that is it. I hope you enjoyed. Um, we had a little bit of a party and rambled and didn't know what we were talking about the whole time. Well, you so didn't. have a nice day. Bye. Bye. If you have any questions, there is a way I can answer them on the show. Voice messages. Just go to anchor.fm slash Lauren B. Campbell. Again, that's anchor.fm slash Lauren B. Campbell. And there's a button you can click to send a voice message asking any question that I can answer on the show. A special thanks to Anchor for hosting this podcast and the listeners for your support. Hope you join us next time. Bye. I sound like really weird, but you know, we're just going to go with it, right?